Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, this is Damien. I'm just jumping in before the episode to let you know of an exciting announcement. So hold on to your butt cheeks because here it is. Scaredy Boys are doing our very first live show. It'll be on Monday, the 20th of June at the Retreat Hotel in Brunswick. And even more amazing, it's also free entry. And keep a firm grip on those cheeks because the movie we'll be discussing is Paranormal Activity. So that's Monday, the 20th of June at the Retreat Hotel. Hope to see you there. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Horror Express. Horror Express is a 1972 science fiction horror film directed by Eugenio Martin, starring Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, and Tali Savalas. Set on the Trans-Siberian Express, it follows an anthropologist and his rival who must contain the threat posed by the former's cargo, a prehistoric ape which is the host for a life form that is absorbing the minds of the passengers and crew. Boys, I think there's something really important to mention about this movie before we dive into any of the details of the plot. Yeah, mate. And that is that I found this movie in a DVD bin at an op shop for a dollar. Yep. And when I put it in, it became very clear that this was a burnt DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually forgotten yeah. that because, I mean, it's, we'll just point this out. It's, it will become clear. We watched this a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, so if any, like this movie, it, I, it's a pretty old one. It's a pretty, um, I, like, it's not even Hammer. Technically, I think it's a different production company. It might be a bit hard to find, but Tom's giving you the secret. Yeah. Hit up your op shop. Go to an op shop, burnt DVDs. Hit up your thrift store, find a burnt DVD of it. Chuck it on. Have a great time. Yeah, the camera work sucks because it's clearly a bird DVD and it looks a bit shitty. But you're gonna have a great. You're gonna have a ball. You're gonna have a ball with this film. The audio is the audio is terrible. So bad. The other thing also that is fascinating about this movie is that it came out the same year or the year after Jaws. Mm. Yeah, when we watched it, there's about a three year gap. This came out about three years earlier, Wild. but it looks like I think at the time, Tom, you were like, it looks like about fifty years. Yeah, yeah. It's it's truly a. It's a throwback, and it is also yes. Yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm gonna like it's early. The year of fear is still going. Um, mm. I'm gonna say it right now, boys. This this is this this is the scariest film the year of fear has ever put out. I'm not afraid <laughs> to say it. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna open my heart up. I'm gonna be honest. This is us giving a big fuck you to the year of fear because this thing, <laughs> hey, was I had a great time. Yeah, I had a lovely time with my two favorite boys. Uh, was I scared? 
No. Let's answer that one early. No. Definitely not. <laughs> Look, you're allowed to have cheat days yes. when you, you know, you if you're on an exercise thing and your health kick, you yeah. have a cheat day. Yeah, The Rock, yep. Dwayne Johnson. This was our four plates of pancakes. This is it. <laughs> yeah. Like cuz this is this is honestly this is right in our wheelhouse. Kush, yeah. Lee, Trains. Oh. oh. Could I I'll just say, I love train movies. I'm a massive fan. Sure. I, I genuinely do. Trains and Monsters and Kush, this yeah. is peak for me. It's, it's Absolute peak. It's beautiful. It's like Ultimate Sean. Sean, what is your, uh, you've got a letterbox list. Oh, yeah. Of what is it called? I think it's just, I don't know if I gave it a title, but it's it's just a list of train movies. I think it's called Train Movies. Like, it's I don't probably think just, yeah. there's no subtlety <laughs> yeah. to Trains, it. trains, trains. This is a boy who loves his trains. Yeah. So, yeah. I do. Oh, I love favorite it. band, Sean, is it, it's Train, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's them. <laughs> I'll tell you an unknown, a real, this is an unknown train movie, but here's another one from my childhood. Mm. Not a lot of people have seen it. Starring Rob Lowe, it's called Atomic Train, where he has to be helicopter dropped onto a a runaway train that's got like nuclear weapons in it, and he's got to try and save the world. Sean, has that got a um, a Quaid in it? I think it's got a, in my heart it's Dennis Quaid, but I don't think it's Dennis. I think it's a lesser Quaid. (laughs) Because I I know there's a daytime movie that's often on. Yes, yes, it's a daytime Ah. movie, big time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's 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 not a train with nuclear warheads, the train Train is nuclear powered and out of control because someone spills a can of Coke on the control panel. Is that what it is? Okay, because I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I loved it and it's on my train list and I'm going to rewatch it. Can I suggest? So, obviously, a bonus episode category we do is, is chasers. This doesn't sound like a chaser to me. However, I think we need a new bonus category. I'm. Oscillating on what the name should be. It should either it should either be trains, 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 and it's just train movies, or it should be daytime movies because often you watch horror at night, and these are just daytime movies. Oh, I love that, Tom. I'm looking up the list. There isn't a Quaid in it. Maybe that's a different film. Maybe I'm thinking of it. It, it have, no. It looks it looks Here exactly we go, right? like the atomic train, train. A train carrying a Russian atomic weapon is on a runaway course with disaster, and time's running out. Only John Seeger, a renegade investigator for the NTSB, can stop the speeding locomotive, starring Rob Lowe and Kristen Davis. And Mina Savare as their kid, I think. I think it is this movie. Fantastic. Oh my god, that's gorgeous. Okay. I think I think this is the movie that I was thinking of. Because it's on it's often on a daytime movie and there's someone in it who might look like a Okay, no, so there's a guy who isn't Randy Quaid, but looks like if you couldn't afford Randy okay. Quaid, you'd probably get this guy. <laughs> okay, you've invented a new Quaid, is what you've done. Yeah, I, I've I've created a Quaid for Look, us. We've um, all done it at times. Don't feel bad. Damo, my my list is called trains. <laughs> okay, not even train movies. <laughs> and there are fourteen. There are fourteen films. On it. <laughs> All Jeez. classics. Oh, I love it. Okay, look, we're gonna to have to go with the trades, trades, trades. No, we just have to go with trades. That's just that's all. That's all our extra bonus episode is called. It's just called trades. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Oh, that's great. Now, look, this this movie is is not scary. It is not good. The fact that there's a great bit in this movie where Kush, who is a a, a doctor of some kind, performs an autopsy to determine the cause of death. And the brain inside the skull is smooth, and he just very casually says, "It's because the memories have been taken. That's why there are wrinkles in your brain." Everyone buys into it, and it's so good. It's amazing. This is a rare treat. Yeah, 
Well, while we're on the science element of it, we've also got to discuss uh, at one point they get the uh, the prehistoric ape's yep. eye yep. after they kill after they seemingly kill him. Um, of course, it's not the ape they've really got to kill. It's the life form that's inside of it, but it, we'll get to that. Um, but they look at his eye and by looking through his eye, looking through like at a microscope into the into his retina, they can see history. That's right. They see dinosaurs. That's how I- they can. They see them. Yeah, they realize that's how old he is because they they can see his memories. It oh. is. Oh, and like again, the straight faced. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's very interesting. Like everyone just goes with it. This is science. This is fact. And like you said, what three was it? Three years before Jaws? Yeah, about. Yeah, I reckon it's even closer. I thought this was seventy two and Jaws was seventy five, but I could be wrong. This is seventy two. Yeah, and like it's so interesting because like uh, obviously we've got our two faves, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, who yeah, I also want to talk about, but. Tally Savalas is in there, who I don't think we've watched him before. Kojak, baby. Kojak himself. He is eating the scenery with a knife and fork. Like, he's just going hog wild. And it's so crazy. I was like, I was talking about it with Holly. And, like, it's amazing to think that obviously all these actors would have started as stage actors, right? And obviously on the stage, you've got to perform big. The people at the back of the room, they don't get the close-up. You've got to be big so they know what the fuck's going on. They know what emotion your character's feeling. And it's like, even though this is three years before Jaws, no one told Tali Savalas he doesn't need to be that big anymore. We can actually get nice and close, brother. Like, he's yeah. just going so for it. So most of his stuff is improv. Oh, what? Didn't I didn't really... read that. I love that. He comes in, like, sort of late in the, yeah. in the scene, really. He comes... Comes on the train and just goes crazy. Wow. Yeah, just 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 before we go into yeah. John, because I've got a question for the group. Um, wh- who is what's what is he? <laughs> I don't know. Who is? He? I don't know. What's his? Like he shows up. He's like fucking a woman at a train station. Yeah, covered in like a fur coat, living the he's dream. Like, is he is he like a gangster or is he a, is he assault like a Russian soldier? Yeah. it's very unclear. And then he gets on the train and he's like, I hate you. I'm going to kill everyone. I'm going to rob you all. But now I'm friends with you. And also let's fight that. Like he just, he shows up out of nowhere and has so much to do. And we know nothing (laughs) about him, including boys. What's his name? Well, I could tell you because I've looked it up, but it's Captain Kazan. It's a great name. Great name. It's a great name, but hundred percent. We never heard that name in this movie. <laughs> and I don't even think we can blame the shitty burnt DVD that Tom got. But, yeah, we definitely need to say, Tom, what were, the, what were the bonus features of that DVD, brother? Was there anything good on there? Uh, so, no, there's just literally play movie yep. or play movie. There's oh, no okay, setup. Right. There's no... It is also what I love is that the image on the menu screen <laughs> yeah. is just a stock photo of a different steam train. <laughs> different train. Oh fuck. But really bad quality as well. Oh, yeah. Like the worst you like think of imagine if you will you grew up in an era where you could burn CDs from like the library or or something. Mm. And so you would then make your own like album covers and they looked like shit because mm. you're making <laughs> them on paint and you're 10. That's that's it. It's like a stretched uh, now that I'm thinking about it, the DVD box should have been a dead giveaway because I think it's the same fucking train. <laughs> <laughs> no one can blame you, Tom. You saw a bargain. You went for it. I, I saw I saw the words Horror Express and then I saw... The, honestly, I didn't actually take any other information in. I just saw the words <laughs> starring 
Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, and yeah. I went, scaredy boys. Oh, our favourite friends? Yes, we will have that thing. person who runs that shop took your dollar, and as soon as you left, they went, what a fucking idiot. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> took my dollar, went out the back and said, burn another one, check it on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for Sean Carney to enter. <laughs> oh, I would have bought it in a yeah. heartbeat. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I happen to have watched this film twice, so... um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was nah. the other one a bit in better quality than this one? Uh, no, I remember it being hard to find, okay. and I was excited to find it, and I yeah. was like, hmm, interesting. It does have that quality of like, oh, all the audio has been added in after, and then I did read that um, they didn't have sound recording equipment on yeah. set. All that, all the dialogue's been added in after, and that's why there's a lot of scenes in it. Mm. Like, not I won't say action scenes because it's not it's low on action, but characters moving down the carriage and things like that, that are just silent. Yeah. And while watching it, we were like, really weird choices here, but it's just like, <laughs> that's just what they did. Yeah. This is a movie that exists because they had a train set already. Exactly, like, yes. Let's make a movie before we destroy this thing. Yeah. I've got some fun facts for you, boys. Oh, hit us. Yeah, hit, hit, us, hit us up. Us. All right. Sean, welcome. Welcome to the IMDb Detective Agency. <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, it feels feels good to be here. The newest recruit. Um, what, uh, what, what stage, what's the early recruits called in the Detective Agency? I hate He's, he's just a cadet. We'll see how he goes. Okay. Yeah. He's got the I'm cadet. I'm on probation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this film is adapted from a novella called, I think it's called Who Goes There or something like that, which is the novella that the movie The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, is based on as well. What? So this is, this is what you get. This is... I can't believe we've got this film and the thing from the same novella. These, their sister this is just movies. their interpretation. They're related. Of this. Yep. Oh, yep. big time. That's amazing. Yep. That and then you look phenomenal. at it and you go, oh, yeah, I can see like yes. some sort of similarities. Can't, can't but trust I, didn't, I never would have picked it was the same thing. Right. Yeah. Wow. But it's like if the thing went into a caveman instead of just into the ground or whatever. It's, it's funny because both settings really appeal to me. I like the research right. base out there in the cold environment. And I've, as I've said, Love trains. We got we to read this fucking short story or whatever. That sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, oh, sounds like a banger. <laughs> All right, the other thing. So, Scaredy Boys, we so often come back to our greatest weapon against horror and fear is friendship. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this movie um, has the treat of having Kush and Lee sort of team up where most films that we've seen them in and most films they did together, mm. they were adversaries. True, yes. So, already it's got that sort of nice element to yeah, it. But yeah. At the time of the filming of this, Peter Cushing's wife had died within the last 12 months, and he was absolutely devastated. In fact, he even showed up on the first day of filming and pulled the director aside and said, I I cannot do this. Like, I I just, I can't do, I can't get through it. Christopher Lee came in and consoled him and said, think about the good times, like, just, we'll, we'll get to hang out. He basically convinced him to stay because we'll get to sort of share a great experience together as friends. And that oh, power of God. that got him through it. But he was even, he was in such a stage of grief and apparently he was for the rest of his life. Like the, her death just killed him. But Push. he was in such a stage of grief that during the filming, he was like waking up with night terrors and things like that. Oh. And it was like crazy. He wanted to leave. Christopher Lee went in, like they shared a bed during the making of this film Whoa. so that he was there for him when he would wake up in the night and be terrified. His oh. best friend, Christopher Lee, was there to tell him everything's okay. Why 
Why are we getting a mo- two movies about the making of The Godfather and not a movie about the greatest friendship in Hollywood? Right. I know, right? Fuck the offer. Give us cinema's best friendship. Give us a whole fucking series on that. It's just a movie about the making of The Horror Express. That's all it needs to be. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful friendship. That is gorgeous. Oh, I mean, yeah. I feel so bad for Kush. I want to give him a hug if he wasn't yep. dead. <laughs> but that's awesome. Hey, yeah. they're making movies on the biggest silver screen of all, boys. Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait till we join them and just see what they've been up to. <laughs> Jump in that bed. Oh, just you get to heaven and there's there's like eighty movies by yeah. Kush and Lee. <laughs> Famously, Scary Boys is a very Christian podcast. We all believe in heaven quite uh, sincerely on this podcast. <laughs> hey, you, you telling me heaven's just Kush and Lee films back to back to back? Yeah, I'm a believer. That sounds like heaven, baby. Mate, subscribe me to that religion because I'm on yeah. board. Yeah. <laughs> Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Uh, no, that's those are some of the. It, it's just one of those movies that's just like it, it's a cooked film. The plot is irrelevant to anything. You don't uh, need to know. It's just just imagine the thing, put it on a train, but make it that the brain goes smooth, and that's really all you need to know. Yeah, it's it's a movie just full of good stories. Like again, Kojak, you can tell he's ad libbing too because oh, yeah. his performance is like off chops. The only thing that is great about the Horror Express, and we talked about this while watching it, is mm. recasting the Horror Express in 2022. And yes, what a delightful piece of cinema to have. Yeah. Call Kenneth Branner up. Be like, Kenneth, we know you love overacting and ridiculous shit and trains. <laughs> Guess what? Here's another one for you, champ. Put Poirot away. <laughs> We've got a new one for you. But while while watching it, we sort of went through that stage of like, oh, so who could you cast as Christopher Lee? Who could you cast as Cush? Mm. There aren't really natural actors, I think, that would fill those roles. No. So I think we did end up at a point where like, I wonder if it would go better as like a comedy by Taika Waititi. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because so yeah. much of the ridiculousness of the situation just lends itself to being a funny movie anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you either lean into a way more hardcore horror or you lean into smooth brains. Yeah, I think lean into the smooth brain is the right way to go I, about Yeah, it. I think you lean into smooth brains and you cast Willem Dafoe and he plays three characters. I don't even care which three, wow. but he plays three. He plays... He plays, uh, plays himself. Plays, <laughs> <laughs> Willem Dafoe. There we go. Oh, Willem yes. Dafoe... Is is making Horror Express yeah. for the second, like a remake of the Horror Express, and accidentally it's Willem Dafoe's favorite movie yeah. of all time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so he is starring in and directing the film, yep. and then yep. playing the two leads. As well. Correct. <laughs> He's managed to convince uh, a good friend of his, uh, Lars von Trier, is in the film, <laughs> and he's like David Lynch is in it somehow. It's just all the weirdest guys in the world on a train. Fighting some weird shit. We need a friendship in there, though. What's like? What's cinema's latest version of like friendship? Well, um, when we talk to Taika Waititi, I think like him and Reese Darby, for instance. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, of course, after like fucking um, our, our flag, flag means, means death. death. Yes, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, that's yes. a good one. I'm, that's good. I'm also trying to think of like what are some other like big time. I want like a weird friendship, a friendship that's like oh they're friends and it blows 
my mind and I'm really annoyed oh, with myself because okay. I can't remember one. Sean's got one. Sean's face has just lit up and I'm it very depends excited. how old you want to cast it, but you go Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Oh, oh that's mate, pretty fucking good. Of course that's who you go, yeah. I've I've got one that fits the horror genre and immediately makes this movie psycho. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. The director is Sam Raimi. Bruce Campbell is in this movie. Oh, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Campbell is remaking The Horror Express with his good friend Sam Raimi, and they accidentally find a real smooth brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big oh, fan. Okay, so this is even... Um, what was that movie made about the making of The Room? Yeah, um, The Disaster Artist. This is The Disaster Artist, but for Horror Express. Yeah, Yes, correct. that way we can yeah. fucking pack it with all these actors we're talking about. I would about. actually oh my God. kill to do this. <laughs> <laughs> do we need to get the rights for this? Or is it just like, is it a forgotten film? that like They're just like, we don't even remember that we owned it. Right. Surely, you, well, look, you can't buy a copy unless it's a burnt DVD at an op shop. <laughs> You've got to get the rights from the, from the back room of the op shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tom, where was that op shop? Brother, we gotta go so, back there. Uh, St. Vinny's in Geelong. I'm coming and I'm gonna get the rights to Bloody Horror Express. Geelong. Someone's photoshopped the rights. It's slightly askew on the page, but it'll do. It'll yeah, do no, for it's, us. It's pixelated. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. Ah, oh, just the most wild, ridiculous horror movie. It just uh, it ticks it ticks boxes that I never thought I wanted ticked this movie. And it I think- created boxes and then ticked them. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> I fucking love getting my box ticked. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think it's smooth. I think it's smooth brain time. I think we're the smooth brain boys. <laughs> the goal now for this podcast, boys, is that we never finish it until we make this movie. Oh, title: Smooth Brains on Trains. Oh yeah. Oh, there we go. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss all over the place. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, big fan, big fan. Oh my god, that's the all goal right. of the show. The, yeah, get this movie made. Get, get this movie made. The Skitty Boys. It's not to get brave anymore. Fuck that. That's a shit goal. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? It's get smooth brains on a train into production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the story of of Kush and Lee's beautiful friendship and a movie that almost wasn't. Oh my god, it's just incredible. Is, is it even like Willem Dafoe? Is that his approach? He loves the friendship of Kush and Lee. Yep. So it is a movie about them, but then you cast people who just don't look like them <laughs> at all. Yeah. Oh, no, that'd be so good. Willem Dafoe wants to play Lee, but he's he looks he's he acts he's more a like Kush, Kush <laughs> yeah. and he won't see it. No, he's the Kojak guy. Yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's Telly Savalas. I think he's Telly Savalas. I liked your um Ian McCallan and yes, Patrick Stewart. I just want a scene of them in bed together <laughs> with one of them comforting the other. That's yeah. all I want. I also feel like Ray Fines would be a uh, good Ray Fiennes, you're right, Tom, through that lens of Grand Budapest, that specific style. Yes. Maybe Wes Anderson should make this film. Oh, my fucking hell. This is becoming the greatest film that ever existed. What if every director gets to make 10 minutes? We have five directors, (laughs) so it's... All all the directors, it's like that, Tom, it's like that Robocop one I was telling you about the other day where all the directors take a shot at one scene. Yes. (laughs) One scene. Yeah, it's, it's one scene of Horror Express, so like Wes Anderson's doing a bit, you've got Sam Raimi in there beating the shit yes. out of Bruce Campbell. You've got uh you've got Peter Jackson comes in does a gross scene. You got Taika yeah. Waititi's coming and doing stuff. We get we get everybody. Flanman comes in, degloves somebody. <laughs> De- just degloves someone. <laughs> Ari Aster comes in and makes an awful one. Ari Aster comes in, Tom, though, and we have to like that five minute scene is just blacklisted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just we can't show that. Yeah, he's banned. We the title card him. comes up and we just sit in silence <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh boys! Oh my god! Oh fuck! That's everything I want. Uh, 
Fuck, I don't even know how to go on with this episode. We peaked too early. Smooth brains on trains. Smooth brains on trains, baby. Coming to a cinema near you. Well, look, Damo, just ask us, were we scared? Yeah, were we scared? No. No. (laughs) Scared of a world where this movie doesn't exist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, let me me smash through these. Did our characters act wisely or foolishly? (laughs) Very foolish. Oh, my God. So dumb. (laughs) They're just making up science as they go. Also, the fact that at no point does Christopher Lee kind of take responsibility for what he's done. Even though, like, it's an accident and he didn't know there was, like, a magical brain worm. He is not remotely apologetic at all. Yeah. There's a scene where someone says, like, they find a dead body and they say, I think the thing you dug up did it. And he goes, yes, I think so too. And there is, like, zero, there's, like, zero remorse. He just no. like he state like this is fact now. He knows this and couldn't give a shit. Couldn't give two shits. Couldn't give a single shit. Well, couldn't give half shit. He's a man of science with no empathy. I think is just his whole deal. I also want to pay special tribute to Kush's like assistant character, <laughs> who kind of like she just comes from nowhere and she's so matter of fact and just like she. I think acts wisely. Mm. I-, I can't remember if she acts foolishly, but everything she's doing. She seems very switched on and very much like these two are fucking morons. <laughs> her, I wanted, when we watched it, I wanted her to be played by um, the social services lady from Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. All right. no, that's she just right. has that sort of comic timing, I think. Okay. Her scenes need to be, Tyka needs to be running the show there. Yeah. yeah oh, sure. I just realized. Yeah, that's so his, yeah. <laughs> he's our Willem Dafoe, speaking of characters acting wisely foolishly. So Willem Dafoe plays three characters besides also himself. <laughs> okay, but he's, yeah. he's playing um, the inspector, who is the final guy who is taken over by the um, parasite thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, he plays the inspector. He also plays the Rasputin-style priest, the Russian right. priest. That's perfect. That fucking yeah. priest. And can we... So, can I just pause you for a second? We've got to talk about that priest real quick before you give us the third Defoe character because he's the biggest dog in this whole movie. Oh, and the whole time, shit. he's like, this thing's from Satan. We've got to destroy it. Like, we've got to kill this thing, rah, rah, rah. Right up until... He gets confronted with it, and then he says, "I will serve you." Yeah, he's a dog. The biggest TC cinema's ever seen. He's like, <laughs> yeah. sorry to steal a phrase from How Good's Footy. New episodes every Wednesday, but he is. He's a traitorous cunt, and <laughs> what a dog! What an absolute oh, dog! Yeah. But also, what I love is that he's like, "I will do anything you want," and the brain thing is just like, "Fuck off! I don't want anything to do with you." <laughs> just, just immediate. The idea of like, it's very big. Um, B squad vibes from Steve Zissou, like (laughs) Defoe being like, "Can I serve you?" and the the parasite being like, "No." Bearing in mind, Defoe is playing both the inspector who rejects the father and the father. I love that. That idea of him being like, "I will serve you," and it just being like, "Mm, "Nah, hard pass." (laughs) No thanks. Honestly, I'm thinking about Ray Fiennes. He would actually make a decent Kush. He would. I, yeah. He really would. Like, literally. Like, I didn't yeah. I didn't immediately see it, but now I do. I think he could really sink into that character. To the point that, like, I almost don't want to waste him on smooth brains on a train. If we ever get, like, a doco, a, a life story film about Kush, he's got to be the lead, right? I think so. Like, For the longest time, it's he's gone past this now, mm. but if you went 10 years back, Charles Dance would have been really good. Oh, I that's a good call. Yes, of course. Just with the likeness. Yeah. But I think, yeah, Ray Fiennes. He's, I think Ray Fiennes will bring the, that thing we love about Kush, his big old heart. I just don't know who could do Christopher Lee justice, to be honest. I, I, I think the answer is, like, literally nobody. Do you reckon in, say, 20 years, Cumberbatch could have a run at it? Nah. Maybe. I don't. This is going to sound insane, 
I think Cumberbatch is good, but I don't think could play an imposing monster. Like, mm. I don't think Lee's a monster, but he's just got such big Christopher Lee, just such big dick energy. And Cumberbatch, yeah. like, I've seen his dick in a movie, but <laughs> I don't know. He just doesn't have that vibe. It's 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 such a weirdly mm. specific. I tell you, know, dirty I tell you who I think, and he doesn't look like him, and it might be because of. Uh, our dearly beloved Lost Too Soon Dark Universe, <laughs> Javier Bardem. I was thinking you were thinking too, yes. Javier and it's Bardem a weird choice because it's not it's not like a real likeness. No, but he's got the presence it's the to do it. Energy yeah. of it, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got he's got Christopher Lee energy. Yes. No, that's good. Yeah. Like to see him in bed with Ray Fiennes, <laughs> yeah. oh, giving each other a little cuddle. Yes. Ah, oh, it's good. Do you know who I would love to see play Captain Kazan and just come in and just start monologuing and being <laughs> yeah, a psycho? Yeah. Denzel Washington. Oh yeah! Just they roll into the station and he gets on the plane. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing on this? What are you doing? Huh? Why are I, you here? I thought, Tom. I thought you were going to say Vin Diesel, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which would actually be on like on point because the guy didn't know his lines either. <laughs> hey, his 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 out works out perfectly. The Horror Express reboot, boys, is Fast and Furious Eleven. Oh, <laughs> oh, Tom. I always thought they should have got on a train. Yeah. It's about time. It's, trains As are fast. a franchise, sorry. That's crazy that they've never been on a train. I think they... In no, any, they haven't. They, on any oh, film? No, oh, they have. Have they? They have. Okay. That, there's that one... I, don't, I can't remember which one it is, but there's one where they, they rescue him. He's in prison on a train. What? And they rescue him from the train. Oh, man. Did I fall asleep in that one? Was it a train? I'm thinking... I'm picturing a lorry for some reason. I'm picturing reason, a plane. A nah, there's a scene on a plane. No, nah, there's a train. Maybe, maybe <laughs> We've all just invented a, our own fucking movie. <laughs> no, there's a sequence in the desert, and one, someone's on a train, and like Paul Walker, and, and I think Vin Diesel's on the train, and Paul Walker, and... Look, it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it would make sense because a train, it's a powerful weapon and it needs to be in more films. It really should be. I'm pro train. I'm going to jump back to our movie real quick because while we're on the train, the way this movie finishes is so abrupt (laughs) and so confusing and so weird. So I'm I'm just going to describe it. So I guess spoilers, if that even counts for this kind of a movie, (laughs) of a movie you have to go to the op shop and check the bargain bin for. The op shop in Geelong. (laughs) Geelong. (laughs) You've got to visit Geelong. Go to their op. They're the only ones that stock it. No one else has it. You've got to go to G-Town. Sorry, I just have to the just very yeah. quickly. There is a at the start of Fast Five, they steal a car, they, they rob a they rob a train. Okay, okay, train robbery scene, classic. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah. So this movie finishes by the like we've seen some sort of like army people who are sort of somehow aware of what's taking place on the train, despite the fact that technology definitely doesn't exist yet. Like they're not getting radio, they're not getting anything. And then to add to the technology that doesn't exist, they push a button that manages to divert the train onto a different track. This track leads off a cliff because someone's built that. On the off chance that we need to throw this train off a cliff, we better make a track that does that and give the button to these fucking generals over here that we don't even know what the (laughs) fuck they're doing. We're going through Siberia, man. We we put bad people on trains and we just rush them off a cliff. It's the plan for everything. It's like, like... I, like, I think when I watched it, I actually didn't think anything of it. It was literally me having to reread the summary because it's been so long since we've watched this <laughs> fucking movie. And I'm like, hold on a second. Was that really how this movie ended? And of course, yeah, it fucking was. It's just crazy. It's the most... like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised, but it's crazy. Uh, absolutely unhinged. I can't explain anything in this film. All I know is that it's 
possibly one of the best films of all yeah. time. Hit up Geelong, hit up the op shop, ask him for that burnt DVD copy. You'll know the cover when you see it. <laughs> Chuck it on, have a great time. Yeah, put it on. It's it. You'll it'll blow your mind, and then you will spend the rest of your life casting a movie that doesn't exist but should. Oh, it's <laughs> got to exist. Yeah. Might have to be our life's work. I think it is. Boys, just before we wrap up, I got to say, uh, Year of Fear, look, it hasn't been an overly pleasant year. This has been a joy. I just want to yeah. thank both of you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I don't think I realized I needed this until until right now. Again, cheat days, you're allowed yeah. on. Cush, yeah, Cush is the sprinkles on the Year of Fear, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's colorful, he's sweet, he's tasty. We love him. I, there's one that I want to do. With the cushion it very much, and I think we will hopefully see it before the end of the year. Oh, tasty! Oh, okay. juicy! Okay. And a little go- and a little cush treat. Uh, is it? Uh, is it Horror Express Two? Oh, if only that existed. <laughs> no, I will tell you what it is. It's Dracula nineteen seventy two A.D. Oh, a very okay. specific one. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I, I I'm very keen to watch that, and I hope we do this year. Mm. So look out for that, people. And honestly, if anyone's got any like legitimate horror movies set on trains. I'd be very excited to watch that. Sean's got a list that is just dying. I've got a list to I want to add to. Yeah. yeah. We've done Train to Busan, of course. Yes. yes. Don't, oh, don't worry about that one. Fantastic. Yeah. Love movie. it. That's not on the list, probably because I'd already seen it. Yeah, yeah. Should add it to it. I should just add everything to it. <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I guess we'll call it scary talk. Who knows at this point? Uh, I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners have any comments about this episode, would like to say hi, can chuck us some fucking amazing train movies. You can email us at 3scaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually, I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm on a train. (laughs) Stay scared, everyone. I fucking love getting my box ticked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.